Good morning and welcome to Morning Java, brought to you as always by our friends at the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where for the remainder of this month, they are serving the pilgrim. That is basically Thanksgiving on a bun. It's happy land. I'm joined from Hendersonville, Tennessee, which looks also like a very happy land by Ramon <laughs> Foster. Your settings are always so happy. You know what, man? It's what you give the people. You want to be the thermostat. And I always come on her smiling and watching your nice smug, your nice mug, not smug, nice mug. <laughs> and just, hey, I'm in Tennessee for the first time since 2008, this time of the year. So yeah, that's right. Since college. Yeah. Since college. It's nice here, man. I mean, it's, it's cool, but like all you need is a long sleeve on. I'm looking at you right now with a hoodie on and I'm like, Ooh, Pittsburgh might be a little cold. Actually, no, it's 80 degrees. I have the hoodie on for other reasons. Oh. I have I have this weird thing with the hoodies where I need the pouches all the time. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> hey, I do know. I do. Yeah, I, do. I, just, I can't stand not having the pouch. And you know what else I noticed about the hoodie? Huh? I don't have one. Oh, you did not get your hoodie yet. Now you have to embarrass us in public like this. I see how it goes. I, I look. If I, I can't how it call goes. you out, if I can't call you out, who can? <laughs> I'll see if we have the Ramon size on order. Uh, let's talk a little bit of football here. First, uh, this is kind of an intangible thing, but um, I grew up around the time when they first started referring to the Dallas Cowboys as America's team. And when that was brought up with the, the Rooney family at the time, Mm -hmm. In the 70s, the response was, we're not America. We're not America's team. We're, we're Pittsburgh's team. Yeah. And yeah. that has resonated for like, whatever it's been now, 40 years where you've never gotten the sense that anybody associated with the Pittsburgh Steelers could care less no. whether or not they're embraced by the country or the world or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, could not. And I guess the thing about it is, when you're trying to build a team the way the Cowboys needed at the time when Jerry Jones took over and all of those things, man, you had to brand it a certain way, and it stuck. They're not a bad team, and, you know, we're talking about early early 90s. They're a really good team. And oh, they yeah. got a, a lot the of Troy awesome Aikman stuff. Years, yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. my gosh. But if we're, we're speaking about just what have you done for me lately, you can't continue to use that phrase. And I think if for anything, Pittsburgh has been one of the most consistent teams. So when you say that type of stuff, it's not – I know this for a fact. It's not important to the uh, Rooney family. It's one of those things that Coach Tomlin is always like, oh, hey, you, you, you answer those type of questions with your ball play. And so it's just, if you're in that, that room around that team, around the ownership, um, then you know where they sit. Their importance, which I've always admired, and I continue to this day because other teams seem to chase it, is the level of consistency in winning that Pittsburgh has had. Like, I know it's been a little while since uh, the, the uh, Super Bowl win, but Pittsburgh is always a team that's in the show. Pittsburgh is a team that everybody's always watching. And I'll say this, Pittsburgh always answers that call, too. I'm going to ask you this, though. And, and obviously, I, I completely agree with you about the, the nobody associated with the Pittsburgh Steelers caring if they're this or that. However, however, mm -hmm. as a player – when you come into that organization mm -hmm. and you play a road game, I'm going to oh. try to ta tap your memory here. Like yeah. early on in your career and you play a road game and mm -hmm. you look around in that stadium and you go, 
what did I just become a part of? What is this? Do you know what the first thing I said uh, Pittsburgh reminded me of? Hmm. A college town, a college city. (laughs) In a city of the way the fans Which is funny because we're actually not, we're we're exactly not a college town, but I I get what you're saying. But, but okay, so I'm from the South, SEC ball. Fans travel everywhere, okay? Like, if all across the state, like, and that's the way Pittsburgh is, like, no matter what state you're in, it's Pennsylvania when the Steelers come in town. Here in Tennessee, it's so funny. When they open up the stadium here for fans, we had callers calling in and saying, hey, if if you guys want to be represented in the stadium, you better use your own tickets because if you get Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh fans the opportunity to buy tickets, they're, they're going to fill the stadium. Yeah. And, and it's, you got to think, this, this state is in the eastern part of the United States, okay? We've traveled to Dallas, and the hotel is filled with, with Steeler fans. We've traveled Phoenix. to San Diego. San Phoenix. Diego. Phoenix. Oh, Los Angeles. How about the, 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 the game that you guys played in, L, in L.A. in that high school stadium? <laughs> I felt bad for the Chargers. I, and then you heard, you heard yeah. them talking about it. Like, what yeah. is this? And at one point, somebody the, on the PA system plays Renegade. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. As a pro, as a as a okay, as a as a guy who's the brotherhood of the NFL, okay, I hated it for those guys on the other sideline, but I loved it. Okay, <laughs> when they when they played that man, we were so hype, and I think afterwards, whoever the announcer was had to apologize because they yeah, were like, "Well, did. we didn't we didn't understand that it was Pittsburgh Steelers." I was like, "Well, now you know. Now, yeah, you have some pretty good idea of it. I, you know." I, I I was struck the most, though, I have to say this, by, and I, I know you were in a groggy state at the time, but those the, the game in London against the Vikings, yeah, and, and, and being over there and seeing this mass of humanity, oh, yeah. not, mm-hmm. not just at Wembley, mm-hmm. but like people walking around London on the other side of the yeah. planet, and a lot of these were... Um, active military who had come over from yeah. bases in Germany and elsewhere in Europe. And you're like, how yeah. big is this? Do you know what I mean? Did you ever have that feeling? Like what, I, what is this that I'm a part of here? What is this thing? I did. You know, I enjoyed every little bit of it. You know, it was, so before the team went over there, my wife and I actually were the ambassadors for the Steelers. Well, I was ambassador. Mm-hmm. We went I know. over there. Yeah. You and, went, you went like that to just to clear that up for lie. Yeah. You went early. And mm-hmm. somebody else represented the Vikings. I can't remember who right it now. It was uh, Jared Allen. That's right. That's Jared right. Allen. Who was mm-hmm. an outstanding football player, incidentally. Outstanding. And, 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 we, and you two went over there, and you were doing all mm-hmm. kinds of picture posing around London and everything else mm-hmm. with, with, with NFL International. Well, yeah, it was. It was one of the coolest things I've seen. And of course, the reception of Steelers over there is the same as it is here in the United States. They love it, man. Like, we went to a Steelers bar. When, actually, when the team got over there just to have uh, lunch, we had some downtime. I'm telling you, just hands down, a following like none other, man. And other fan bases may have it, but the way in which Pittsburgh does it, because it's not one of those owners out front trying to market you, it's simply appreciation of what football is and how you go about it, man. I That's the reputation on why Pittsburgh is America's team, because you win consistently your your standard for how you treat your employees your players the stability of ownership coaching staff quarterback like like that's why 
the, the, the Roonies and everybody involved in the organization don't have to say America's team. <laughs> there is a challenge um, for a, a major league team, a professional athlete as an individual to maintain a certain level of intensity yeah. when you're going against an opponent that the whole planet expects not just that you'll beat, but that you're going to massacre them. Yeah. Um, what went into that for you? Because, you know, I know what all of you guys would say on the record. Yeah. I also know that when the Browns were really terrible, like the 016 yeah. Browns, and I would talk to one of you off the record, you'd be like, oh, man, we're going to kill this team. <laughs> one yeah. of your fellow offensive linemen, and I'm not going to call him out here by name, uh, but he, he said to me, he goes, man, we're facing like, this is like a glorified college team. Wait till you see what we do to them. And, and, and you probably guess who it was. But anyway, yeah. th this is, uh, let's just say it was a fellow guard, not to call him out. But, <laughs> but this, okay, oh. this is the Browns from a few years ago. So yeah, what, what do you have to do? What is that? Man, you know what? It's one of those games where you know you're going to get their best and it's up for you to keep them suppressed down. Like, yeah, you say that, but you know, one, that guys really don't like losing. It might be more than just the players losing. It might be the coaches losing also. It might be injuries. It might be little things like that. So that mindset of like, yeah, we got to take them serious is very real. But I think that's man to man. As a team, you should, you should like roll them, like seriously. And if you have one or two guys not locked in, not willing, I mean, just not having his day that he should have, then you find yourself in a barn burner with a team that you're superior than, and that shouldn't be the case this weekend. No, no, you know, I don't know that I've ever asked anybody this question. Um, so you're, you're a good guy to put this to here. When, especially in a game like football, do you have to have that all out mentality taking the field, regardless of your opponent, in part to protect yourself against injury? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, you, you do. And if you're not sharp and you're not alert, you're not paying attention if somebody's no. rolling up on your leg. You're just not all yeah. the way there, you know? Yeah, you have to stay locked in. Uh, football is one of those sports. It's not like basketball, man. You, we've seen James Harden let people go by, blow by him. Football, man, if you let somebody blow by you, you can mess around and get your quarterback killed. Quarter is your quarter, yeah. You, you mess around a, a receiver, um, you let somebody blow by you, then you mess around and your quarterback's throwing a pick. Or your DB, if you're just out there chilling and relaxed. Like, football is one of those sports. If you say something, you got to do that. If you commit to playing football, you got to commit to every single game, every single play. And yet, are there moments in where, okay, I can chill a little bit on this play? <laughs> yes, it is. Those are few and far between. But overall, football is a man-to-man -man sport. Like, who are you? Because if you say you're something, I'm going to find out, okay? J.J. White, you're the best in the world. Guess what? You're going to get tested. You're going to get doubled. Aaron Donald, one of the best in the world, from Pittsburgh, from the Pittsburgh area, went to Pitt. Guess what? You Billy Badass? Well, guess what? We're going to put three guys on you <laughs> see if you can get by. You know, it's, it's, it's that mentality because – there, I, I don't know if there's many other sports where you can just chill and coast and relax. What did Mike Tomlin do about this? Because even though there's no – the statistics show that mm -hmm. the Steelers under his tenure are actually tremendously good against teams with sub-500 records, you will, you will hear 
forever and ever and ever about a loss in Oakland when yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Know, yeah. And that's just how that goes. So it <laughs> resonates with people. Um, what did Mike Tomlin, what does Mike Tomlin do to guard against this sort of thing? He, he's very exact in his words. He's very exact in how he want guys to, Hey, the standard is a standard is a thing. Uh, and it's, it's one of those things like with this game, you don't really have to do a rah-rah speech. You don't really have to do a, uh, hey, we got to go out and get him. He's simply in games like just tell guys, do the job. And that's one of those ones where it's like, hey, handle business. We'll get back on this plane and go home as quick as we can. But if you don't, it's going to be hell to pay. And that's one thing that, that you know how you can say something to somebody and they get it? You know, like you say something to your kids. Oh, they get it. You can give them five words and they just get it, Okay. That's Coach Tomlin when he says, do the job. You know, like, that's where he is as my uh, niece and son run behind the video. It's great. Makes for a great backdrop. <laughs> I, I, you know, as long as I'm on a roll with this here, do you ever reach the point in that game or in, let's say that it's a blowout of some kind. You're, you know, you're up 27 in the third quarter. Mm -hmm. Do you mm -hmm. ever think, be honest here, ever, man, I hope they get me out of here. <laughs> come on yes yes so on my morning show here uh, in nashville with jay martin ramon okay we had a caller uh, it was complaining about the over under of the game last uh, of the thursday night game and he was like i got a serious question for you ramon how come do, why do defenses play so soft when they've got the game one is it not about stopping the score i was like hey listen buddy I said, yeah. I appreciate that question because I get an opportunity now to be blunt because I'm a former yeah, player. Sure. I said, hey, guys are just trying to get out the game safe. If that means they got to run two or three steps up the field to make it to next week, then they're going to. So, yes, DK, when it, when it came time that say we was up 17, 20 points with like four minutes left, I'm looking at Come and get me. Like, Come and get me. The best who's that, who's that guy with it? Hey, coach. That, that guy over there, he's with a number 60-something. He's got an awfully clean shirt. Yeah, he's got a clean not. shirt. And, and you know what's so cool about it? Coach T don't usually give that type of stuff out. He's a finish-the-game type of guy. But when he walked over there, I remember vividly with Munch because that was some of our last good season. Hey, Munch, pounce, Ramon, get him out. We'll find a well, – Dave, you're next, okay? Like, I, you're talking about dressing eight on game day? I mean, oh, we got yeah. two guards, a tackle, maybe. Like, oh, we're good to go. We we're, we got we got we got offensive <laughs> linemen to spare. Yes. Okay, I loved it. Well, here comes the pressure, because this gentleman has now picked. In addition <laughs> to picking every game correctly, which no, 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 that wasn't enough. He had to go to the next level. He had to start picking exact scores <laughs> two weeks in a row. Like one time, you know how that is. You can say, oh, yeah. anybody can oh, pull yeah. that out. And then you throw out a 28 to 24 and nail it. Mm -hmm. Who picks 28 to 24? You know there what? I, I factored some of the things. And I knew Pittsburgh had to score to win. Because Baltimore can be dangerous. The other caveat of that is I know they had a kicker in Justin Tucker. Who can, can kick it from anywhere. Yeah. Exactly. So I knew there was going to be points. I'm thinking, okay, they're going to score. They can score. Pittsburgh can give up some points, but they're going to lock down when they have to. And that's exactly what happened. 
28-24 was just like, okay, play the game because I know him a little bit. Well, uh, all right there, Nostradamus. What do we have for uh, for for the Steelers? Well, this they're seven and zero. They're going against the Cowboys, who are two and six, but they're not even that. Um, yeah. So, what do you got? I got Pittsburgh thirty-eight, Cowboys ten. Who's I find up, who's putting up ten points. Who would? You can't even name either one of these quarterbacks. I can't, but of course they got Zeke still. And they do if have for Zeke. anything, they're gonna try to run the ball. And you gotta think this is a team that, hey, all you gotta do is just be right a little bit. You know, and that's what they're <laughs> gonna do, just be right a little bit. I got what I say, 38, 38 10. Wow. That's that's uh that's that, that's pretty lopsided. But at I the mean same the rush time, it's, it's you not. look at what are look they going to do situation. to these quarterbacks? I mean, Ron? they can't protect them. Not no. right now. Just not. They not couldn't protect. They couldn't protect Dak. When that when Dak was back there, I'm they saying? couldn't protect him. They might hit a bomb on something that's like a blown coverage or just it, it'll be something that'll bounce their way because that's just the way the game is. We're talking about the Thursday night game. I mean, that's what happened when they scored last night. Like. So teams, they'll find a way. McCarthy is a smart guy in the sense of being able to get his team ready, but it's just not enough. 38-10 is how I see this one unfolding, though. You know, I'm, I'm going to have a hard time with, the, with anything <laughs> resembling a score prediction because I, I really think that what you're going to see here is your head coach has already demonstrated an awareness of, of needing to preserve the troops um, following the Baltimore victory. Uh, he had a, uh, I think, what, what do they call it, a hat day, where everybody just yeah, goes out hat and day. Ha- a hat day. <laughs> yeah, that was Wednesday. Wednesday. Everybody just went out in a hat. But you um, know why? I give you two reasons why. Go ahead. One of the reasons why is he wanted availability of the guys that that could be there. I mean, yeah. I know the Baltimore game is crazy, and you got to think when Coach Tomlin said we do not care about the thirteen game stretch. That's you know, why. He, he, he knows to it. take care of guys. Yes, mm-hmm. he can manage it, man. Not enough. I, I say it every every time I get an opportunity. Not enough credit given to a guy that knows how to manage what we've seen him manage for years now. So that aspect of it of having you got to look at some older teams, smart team, know how to guy. Even the, the young guys that I play with on defense are now older guys. Bud's old guy, Cam old guy. Heck, Vinny's an old guy, OG in the game in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Like Minka's come mm-hmm. in and know how to play Pittsburgh. You know, I mean, look at well, look he's, at he's got he's got old he's 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 not OG he's OS old soul that's what that's old what Minka is he's got the, no but is. he is you know yeah. what I'm talking about the, uh-huh. the the day he showed up mm-hmm. in the Steelers locker room in Santa Clara it was like mm-hmm. really how old did you say this guy was yeah 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 so when you have that type of team and they do you're able to do hat days and have availability of everybody because it's it's important to get your reps still. It's important to show that everybody's locked in. And that's just how Coach Tomlin is, man. Uh, and also the rest aspect of like 13 straight. Well, guess what? I'm going to rest my guys whenever I can. One last thing I got before we let you go this week. Since I mentioned Minka and immediately that, that play at the end of the Baltimore game. Yeah. Flashes to mind. Um, the, the wide receiver for the Ravens, Sneed, who was at the end of that was, was being targeted there, was quoted afterward uh, as saying, you know, that that's just one of those plays. It's 50-50. You hope it works it out. You hope whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, hope? 
Did you see Minka go for that football? No, Minka was trying to win the game. I got a he wasn't hoping here. He, he wasn't no. hoping. I, I don't mean to no. parse. That's 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 often not fair. But sometimes the body language tells you something. And in talking to Minka yesterday, he said flat out, he goes, "Because ball's coming my way." I'm just thinking, yeah. win the game, win the game. Exactly. No, no, no. Minka was deliberate. Like his hands was up, like he's trying to catch the ball. Oh yeah. Fans on social media was like, "Knock it down." Minka's like, knock "Nah, I'm trying to get all pro again." You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> that was intentional, which is why I'm so glad they didn't put that in the ref's hands, man. That could have gone any way, and that was just ball players being ball players, DK. The, the kid is special. The kid is as close to Troy-like as we can get, man. And I'm you know they had him. They, you mentioned Troy-like. You know he was out for the victory formation? Yeah, You know why? Why? Because he's an athlete. Mika oh, he'd, be the one, he'd be the one, yeah, he'd be the one that would yeah. be running back 95 yards to chase the guy exactly. down. Exactly. So that's DK Metcalf on him. You feel me? So, yeah. No, that's, it's, it's, uh, we'll How see. exciting. Eight it's no, exciting. huh? Eight yeah. no. Eight yeah. no. Maybe. Maybe. No, not maybe. As, as Mike <laughs> Thomas says, do the job. Right. Okay.